Hello, and welcome to the Pouring My Art Out podcast. This is episode 40, and it is called Lyrical Follow-Ups. Every song has a story behind it, and songs are art, which make them fair game for this podcast. The premise is simple. I am going to quote short parts of famous songs from many genres and eras. Then, I am going to fill in the gaps that follow these quotes based on a combination of exhaustive research and intuition. That explains both the lyrical and the follow-up part of the title, right? Before we dive in, can I ask once again that you search for Pouring My Art Out on Facebook and leave a comment, or go to my PouringMyArtOut.com blog and leave me a comment in the comment section of any post. Just say hi, I have heard your podcast, or tell me your name and I will mention you on the next episode, or tell me how to contact you by email and we can work out an idea for you to be part of an episode by sending me a recording of a short script I will send you. I have supposedly had 1,500 downloads of this podcast, so somebody must be listening. I want you to be a part of this too. Now, a quick word from a new sponsor. Rent a wingman. Rent a wingman. Guys, are you going out for a night on the town? Try Dick Blocker's Rent a Wingman today. The right wingman makes all the difference. He can talk you up to the right ladies and drag your drunk ass away from the wrong ones. All of our wingmen are experienced bar fighters if you get into a scrape, and they don't drink on duty so you know you will get home safely. You wish you had friends like these guys, but you don't. So call Dick Blockers, rent a wingman today. Cleaning up vomit, lying to your spouse or girlfriend, or covering for you if you are cheating on them will result in extra charges being added to your bill. Rent a wing today. Okay, here we go. I am not going to tell you what songs the quotes came from, I don't think. You will recognize some right away. You can turn this into a game if you want by trying to track down the songs on the quotes you don't recognize. It was 20 years ago today, Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. Unfortunately, Sergeant Pepper would later be killed during the Falkland Islands War between Argentina and Great Britain when he was rammed in the groin by a frightened sheep. The sheep belonged to a British subject, so it was reported as a friendly fire incident. One is the loneliest number. Scientists at the Brasloff Institute in Helsinki using the Heisling-Flinger numerical emotionality quotient have determined that the number one does indeed tend to be slightly more lonely than other single-digit numbers, and that the number two can be as bad as one using this scale. The number 11, now being studied, has opened up a new mathematical renaissance, combining string theory and the uncertainty principle as well as Einstein's theory of relativity, due to the fact that sometimes the number 11 is just two lonely number ones standing next to each other, and other times, it is a pair of ones that have found a meaningful relationship with one another. 
Hey, 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 Arthur, it's Jimmy. Dude, Jimmy crack corn. I would, Jimmy, but I don't care. Oh, wow. I see what you did there. Thanks, Arthur. Okay, bye, Jimmy. If there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed now. It's just a spring clean for the May Queen. Statistically, most bustling in your hedgerow will be the result of a scurrying hedgehog, and are certainly nothing to be alarmed about. If said hedgehog is scurrying to escape the pruning shears of the royal gardeners, so much the better, especially in early spring. I am sure the older among you remember well the year when the May Queen was not satisfied with the spring cleaning and had twelve of the royal gardeners beheaded, while forcing the rest to spend the remainder of the year trimming the hedgerows and rose gardens with their teeth. Now that is something to be alarmed about. Hey, 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 Arthur, it's the Grim Reaper. Hey, Grim, what's up? Can you do that song, Don't Fear the Reaper? By Blue Oyster Cult? Yeah, that one. Don't Fear the Reaper. He's a nice guy. He doesn't kill you, just takes your soul away. But uh, if you ordered any of his Grim Reaper's flaming whole hot sauce of doom and despair, don't use it. Throw it away. Fear the hot sauce. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks, Arthur. See you around, buddy. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. I remember screaming, Mom, get your tongue out of Santa's mouth. Or maybe, Santa, get your tongue out of my mom's mouth. I don't remember. I don't remember who I was more mad at. I was like five years old. I ran to bed and cried myself to sleep. Pretty sure I was emotionally scarred for life. Hey, 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 Arthur. This is... Hootenanny and Beef Flubber Biscuits, owner and general manager of Hootenanny and Beef Flubber Biscuits Incorporated, makers of the tastiest, flakiest biscuits in town. Can you do Oh Susanna? Well, I come from Alabama with my banjo on my knee. This song is based on the true story of one Pete Calhoun of Alabama who set off by wagon to Louisiana with his brother George to find his one true love who had moved away. The story goes that while George was driving the wagon, Pete spent the entire journey playing his banjo. Unfortunately, he became obsessed with writing a song about Susanna and played it over and over for weeks on end. Only a few miles from the homestead, where the lady in question now resided, George had had about enough, leapt down from the wagon, pulled a muzzle-loading single-shot pistol from his pocket, and shot at his brother. Fortunately, after passing through Peter's right hand, which was strumming the banjo strings, the bullet lodged in the banjo and Pete was not seriously injured, although his mangled hand precluded him from ever playing the banjo again. Oh, and Susanna was already married and had three kids. Ain't love a beautiful thing, Arthur? Yes, yes it is, Mr. Flubber Biscuits. Let's listen to another advertisement, shall we? Herman, 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 Herman. Beef injector. 
You may not know it, but Germans love beef at least as much as Americans do. That is why hamburgers are named after a city in Germany and not an American city. They invented them. And that is also why Herman Nermanermals and the good people at Herman Nermanermals Incorporated invented the beef injector. They boil down prime beef into a rich broth, condense it and roll it into tiny balls, which are then coated with a thin coating of protectant all-natural sealant that will break down under any heat or moisture. Using the patented injector, which looks and acts like a syringe, you can now inject pure beef flavor into any food at all. Try it in pies and cakes, applesauce, smoothies, salads, or cooked vegetables, alcoholic beverages, tofu, or whatever pops into your mind. You won't ever have to ask, where's the beef? Because there's the beef. My name is Herman Nermanermus, and I am here to beef you up. Sponsored by Herman Nermanermus Incorporated, Dresden, Germany. Oops, I did it again. Ladies, if you are going to be climbing in and out of small sports cars, put on some underwear. Isn't it good, Norwegian wood? This song was inspired by a girl that Paul McCartney dated for a short while in his younger days. She showed him her room and kept bragging about the Norwegian wood even though it was obvious that the paneling was Swedish pine and the furniture was Danish ash. Obviously, he couldn't carry on with that relationship. But since we are talking about the Beatles, let me just say that the international census numbers do not support the notion that we all live in a yellow submarine. Worldwide, there are only 2.8 million people living in yellow submarines, And that is only if you count the submarines that are predominantly yellow in color, along with the ones that are entirely yellow. Well, I know you know better everything I say. This subcontextual message is literally about every word that any man ever said to any woman and what was going through his subconsciousness as he said it. Sorry, guys, but they deserve to know. Not that they didn't already know it. Really love your peaches, want to shake your tree. This line was actually funded by the Georgia Peach Growers Association as a public service announcement because peach trees are very sturdy and shaking them is unlikely to result in any peaches dropping. Unfortunately, the message is rather vague and may actually have resulted in more peach tree shaking. Let's take a quick break for a public service announcement. Without any follow-up whatsoever, here are some song lyrics that you have probably been singing wrong, with no context whatsoever. Blinded by the light, revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Spare him his life from this monstrosity. He bagged production, he got walrus gumboot, he got... Ono sideboard, he won spinal cracker. 
Sweet Loretta fart, she thought she was a cleaner, but she was a frying pan. What a nice surprise, bring your alibis. In a gada da vida, honey. Saturday night I was downtown, working for the FBI. I miss Alabama once again, and I think it's a sin, yes. Arrows of neon and flashing marquees out on Main Street. We were liberated from the fold, that's all. Okay, let's get back to the follow-ups. Hakuna Matata. Turns out it was just a passing phase, I guess. Hey, 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 Arthur. It's Jimmy Joe Billy Bob, Jimmy's cousin. Can you do a country song? Sure. Uh, I'm sorry you lost your truck, your wife, and your dog. Are you sure she didn't just steal the truck with the dog in it? Well, you still got beer, whiskey, fast cars, America, and its flag, and your horse. Wait, what? Oh. Oh. Sorry to hear about your horse, then. Santa Claus is coming to town. And if he starts making out with your mom, don't say I didn't try to warn you. What a long, strange trip it's been. This... Oh, forget it. If you were never at a Grateful Dead concert in the right state of mind, you wouldn't understand anyway. Number 47 said to number 3, You're the cutest jailbird I ever did see. I sure would be delighted with your company. Come on and do the jailhouse rock with me. Uh, that was released in 1957. I mean, there are some pretty risque themes there. I guess if you are going to hint at the idea of prison sex involving the same sexes in the South in 1957, you damn well better be a really rich, super famous white dude. Hey, 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 Dad. It's your daughter, Molly. Can you do something from the musical Hamilton? <laughs> sure, kiddo. The line where Hamilton talks about not throwing away his shot means more than just not missing any chance to advance in life. In dueling back in those days, and before and after, for as long as single-shot dueling pistols were used, there was a fairly common practice where one of the participants would throw away his single shot by usually firing into the ground, not into the air as Hamilton did. It comes from the French term delope. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but it means literally throwing away. This could be done just as the duelists turned to face each other, which was risky, or after the other fired if his shot missed. Skilled duelists would often throw away their shot against an unskilled adversary. This was to show contempt or lack of fear. Occasionally, both duelists would do it considering that honor had been served by simply showing up and facing death. I suggest further reading on the Hamilton-Burr duel in particular, and dueling in general. Do not throw away your shot at learning something interesting from history. As we bring this episode to a close, here are a few lyrical facts to think about. The highway to hell and the stairway to heaven both begin in the same spot metaphysically speaking. Oh, 
And if you are knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door that many times, you went to the wrong place. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chimney sweeps are considered lucky because according to legend, in 1066, a chimney sweep saved King William of Britain from a runaway carriage. Gum boots are an old-fashioned British term for rubber rain boots. They also call them wellingtons or wellies. There is no such thing as a walrus gum boot as far as I can determine. The warm smell of Kalidus rising up through the air. Kalidus means little tails in Spanish, and in Mexican slang it refers to the buds of marijuana plants. It is also slang for the buttocks in Hispanic culture. Suede is a napped leather, or leather with a fuzzy feel, and it is the underside of the leather instead of the outer side. It can come from lamb, goats, pigs, calves, and deer. It is also harder to clean than regular leather, and that is why you should never step on anyone's blue suede shoes. Bismillah is an ancient expression meaning in the name of God in the Zoroastrian religion, which Freddie Mercury was a believer in. I am the walrus by the Beatles is made up of sentences created during LSD trips and then cobbled together, according to John Lennon in a 1980 Playboy interview. And finally, the hardest to understand lyrics in rock and roll are still those of the original version of Louie Louie by the Kingsman. The FBI is said to have spent months trying to see if there were any dirty words hidden in the song, but gave up eventually. It was released in 1963. That being said, as a huge Led Zeppelin fan, I can say that I have listened to the Immigrant song thousands of times and I never figured out the lyrics until the internet came along. Remember kids, back in the day, there was no Google, no Siri. We had to hunch close to our speakers and play the album over and over to figure out the words. Or just sing them wrong. We did a lot of that, I bet. In fact, that is why I focused on older songs now that I think about it. Okay, that's it for this episode. I would like to thank my friend Mel, who works where I do my security guard gig. Mel is a smart science guy. I also used to play music with him and another guy in the break room before the virus hit. Somewhere along the line, I started this running gag where I would poke my head over the wall of Mel's cubicle, quote a bit of a song, and then ramble some funny follow-up that I made up as I went along. I think it started with Sergeant Pepper dying in the Falklands. So I dedicate this episode to Mel and Sergeant Pepper. My name is Mel, and I approved this podcast episode do it again just keep going i'll 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 edit it you'll edit it yeah my name is mel and i approve this podcast episode okay bye people bye people we will play you out with the music from dick blockers rent a wingman and herman nerman nermal's beef injector
bent a wing man. 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 Dick blockers. Bent a wing man today. Dick blockers. Bent a wing man today. Oh, 